Geek Top 5, Season 5. Geek Top 5. I'm Jesse. I'm Graham. And we are back, and we are doing our... I'd say maybe we're not the best at what we do, but we're pretty darn good at it, and it is pretty nice. So actually, the metaphor is breaking down. <laughs> okay, well, I don't even know where we are in that anymore, but it's it's definitely a reference to a hairy Canadian, and it's not me for once. Uh, yeah, man, you want to you, you, you have a competition with regards to body hair. That's, <laughs> that's a very different podcast, but I can tell you I'm going to beat you in that, too. Oh, boy. Uh, no, at we are... Well, by the time you're hearing this, we are a couple of weeks out from the PlayStation Showcase. Um, Sony's chance to show off their big, essentially, first-party titles. And we got a couple of cool surprise announcements. Um, we can skip the build-up. You've seen the title, one of which was the announcement of Marvel's Wolverine. Coming probably 2023, probably 2024, I'll say, but announced and out there, a big Wolverine game coming. And uh, when when was the last time a video game was released on its actual initial release day? Has that ever happened? I mean, technically, yes. I've been saying Nintendo does that all the time, but Mm, half the time they release a game the same day they announce it. They're a very different company. Right. Uh, no, Marvel's Wolverine, they have they have started the hype train. That's no doubt going to, to turn itself up over the next few years. And uh, look, there have been a lot of games called Wolverine, so my initial reaction to this was, uh, you know, measured, put it that way. But then I did the, the digging, and it turns out it's Insomniac Games making this game. These are the guys behind Marvel Spider-Man from 2018, the award-winning game of the year, best superhero game ever, etc. They went to those guys, and they said, you're making a Wolverine game. And, uh, I mean, heck, I know I'm beside myself, and I don't even have the same sort of Loganphilia that Graham has. <laughs> I don't know that I ever want to hear that phrase again, nor do I want it used about me, but I do love me some Wolverine, and he's a great character, and like you said, there have been a bunch of Wolverine games, and none of them have been very good. Uh, the same can be said almost for for the movies with them, like the, the solo movies. There's been three, and one of them is really good, and then there's two mediocre at best entries, so... Good solo Wolverine content outside of the comics is rare, so I'm still being a little trepidatious about this, but I did love that Spider-Man game. It took me a while to to get all the way through it, but man, it's such a fun ride. Cannot recommend it higher. They're also doing a Spider-Man 2, so they have their hands full. So what are we doing this week, Jess? We've got a couple of dueling lists because... Like we said, it's hard to find solo Wolverine content, and what we've got here on this podcast, we have a video game expert and a Wolverine expert. (laughs) I can't think of anywhere that Marvel needs to go that's more important than this. (laughs) This is Geek Top 5. We've got dueling lists. We're looking at the top five things that we think we need to see in Marvel's Wolverine. Yes, indeed. Uh, Who would you like to lead off? Oh, please. You are the, you are the, I don't want, I'm not supposed to use that word anymore, but we'll just call you the Wolverine expert. How could I stand in your way? Why don't you kick us off with your number five? Okay. So one of the things that I, I want 
them to do with this. I, I, I'm a little worried that they're going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. They're going to they're going to start fresh with a whole new game system for this and and potentially ruin the magic that came with the Spider-Man game. And I think you take as much as you can from that Spider-Man game because it was so good. And one of the things they did well with that is it's a relatively open world. You can just wander around New York City. I don't necessarily want Wolverine to just be walking around New York City. I don't think we need to see the exact same locales just with a Wolverine costume instead of a Spider-Man costume. I'm saying have it set in Madripoor. That is my number five. Set it in Madripoor and let you just wander around the entire island nation of Madripoor, which is a made-up country from the Marvel comics and was featured in the Loki TV show. But in the comics, it is... Or no, in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that's where it was. But in the comics, it's very much a Wolverine place. Now, eagle-eyed viewers of the Wolverine trailer will note that he does appear to be in this trailer at the Princess Bar. Yes, that is... Something I noticed after I made the list, I was watching the trailer again, and I saw that, and I was like, man, I am a genius. This must have just been (laughs) absorbed subconsciously. So Madripoor, it looks like, at least for a setting, is going to be in there. But you're thinking big open world, huh? Yeah, that's what I want. I don't want... I I just, like, that's one of the features of that Wolverine game that I, or the Spider-Man game that I love so much is that you can you go on missions but you also spend a lot of time just wandering around the city and you get to enjoy that landscape at, at your own pace and so many games uh and rightly or wrongly they they do this well you you start a mission and it's it's its own setting and its own level built and and you just go through it and then when it's done you start the next place and that's that's great. There are games that work well with that. But if you're going to have Insomniac Games do this, and they're coming off the success of Spider-Man, so it's also already in the Marvel Universe, keep that feature here. Have it be a, a new setting, but let it be an open-world situation. I, I have a feeling you're going to have a question, though. And I bet that question is, Wolverine does not is not a fast character, and he doesn't web-sling. So, like, half the fun of Spider-Man New York is you're webbing around the city. You're, like, going through the streets. It's like the Grand Canyon, except it's it's New York City, and you're just swinging around freely. You can go from one end of the island to the other in, in like, a span of five minutes, and it's because Spider-Man can web-swing, right? And Wolverine doesn't do that. Okay. But I have All a right. solution. I have a solution. <laughs> Another thing that Wolverine is known for is motorcycle riding. So have that be a feature like you can hop on a motorcycle and drive around the city and you know if you do need to do some stealthy stuff or stuff that involves walking around he can climb up buildings with his claws and and jump from place to place not to the same extent spider-man can but i think motorcycling around is a cool way to do it that uh it's certainly faster than doing like the hunched over wolverine like berserker charge i'll get you that um i'm going to add this in here it's going to sound like i'm cutting you off and i'm not It's just so appropriate. I just need to point out at this point that my number five on my list is I think this needs to be a linear story without a big open world. (laughs) That is is literally what it says at the bottom of my list. Okay, well, let's... let's, Pause that for now. I'm gonna. I just want to talk a bit more about the setting because that's what I I want to get into a bit. Madripoor is a cool island nation near Japan in the in the the Pacific Ocean. It's a lawless place. There's rich people that live in one part of the, the town, and there's there's poor people in the low town. And you can have a real interesting dynamic and stories that take place across that place. You talk about the people who are 
you know, homeless or, or working in gangs and slums in one part of the island. And then you can go for these spectacular uh, hotels and, and mansions in the other part of the, the island. You can also have Buccaneer Bay, which is in the thing. So you have a, a boat setting. I just think it's a, a rich world for you to investigate, but it's small enough that you can you can do whatever you want there. Like you, you can have a, a million different stories and a million different gameplay options all within the one island. You can also have Viper, who's a, a frequent Marvel villain and a frequent Wolverine villain. They were actually married at one point. In the comics, she was the ruler of Madripoor for a while. So have her be your main villain. Have that be uh, an element in the story. I think there's just a lot of rich Wolverine stuff there. He's also... The, the whole island was introduced in a Wolverine miniseries where he took on this new identity, which at that point was retconned to be an old identity that he used frequently when he was there, where he is a, a man named Patch, and he just he looks exactly like Wolverine, except he has an eye patch and is more secretive about his claws. But Well, I mean, if you've ever played the Metal Gear Solid games, you know that wearing an eye patch is a very clear way to distinguish one character from another, so <laughs> that's already been established. Yeah, uh, so I think it's it's a cool setting for him, and it's it's not going to tread the exact same ground as the Spider-Man game, but it's going to give you that same vibe, that same feeling uh, of what made that game so successful. Okay, that so that is my pitch. Our duel, our so yeah, dueling list in the truest sense of the word, because <laughs> my number five is the opposite of all of that. The first note I have under this for myself is open world isn't going to work. And I get that, but I hope it's wrong. Well, well, let me give you my pitch, and maybe we come out somewhere in the middle. I mean, I do hear yeah, he doesn't web sling, but the motorcycle will fill that role fine. I mean, look, like GTA has had people in an open world city without any like superpowers for a long time. They can make it work. My big thing with this is the side quests. Uh, the thing about the big open world in Spider-Man is you're slinging through New York and you're finding things to do. And they're all sort of friendly neighborhood stuff. It's helping Harry Osborn, like, measure pollution levels in the city. Or, like, you know, tracking down a like, a, like, a lady in Central Park has lost her cat. Like, Wolverine isn't going to help anyone find their cat. Oh, I don't know about that, but go on. The side quests in Spider-Man are a very friendly neighborhood kind of jam, and a lot of and a lot of open world games have that kind of thing where they they overdo it on the side quests, which are really like just overproduced collectathons. Whether it's find all of the things. Or, you know, check off all of the boxes. And I don't see Wolverine as, you know, sort of having any time for that. I can't imagine being Wolverine and being, like, you know, on the on the trail of Sabretooth or something. And then, you know, stopping to, f what, find a missing briefcase? Or, you know, find, what? like, an old backpack that he had some of his old merch in? Like, what... Like, I understand having a, a place to explore, but there has to be something to find in there. And I don't know that there's anything for Wolverine to find. I got I got two things to, to rebut you with here. Get me. You're, Wolverine is a guy who at one point was in, like, four X-Men comics, two Avengers comics, and three solo comics, all coming out every month. This is a man with a full schedule. So... Yeah, he's helping anyone who asks because he apparently can't say no. 
He was in the Fantastic Four at one point, too, as discussed in a previous episode. So, so. the side quests are just going to be that there's five different, like, <laughs> five different superhero teams having their own main storylines, and he has to, he has to, like, Mrs. Doubtfire his way from one to the other. <laughs> Look, I, you're, you're selling me on that, but I was going to say, you know, if people ask him for help, he, he's got the, he's, he's the classic gruff character with a heart of gold. It doesn't take much to get him to want to help you. You know, uh, if, apparently, if you're a redhead or a teenage girl who asks him for help, he's going to help you for various completely different reasons, to be clear. But he's always mentoring these these young girls in the X-Men, and he's always falling for beautiful redheads. So you just have that dynamic, and you're set for a bunch of side quests. Another thing that you could do is classic Wolverine. He, he's got memory problems. So... He, you could have one of the things he's doing, uh, collecting items from his past and trying to piece together his old memories. So that's a collectible right there. Uh, and another thing, he, he loves samurai swords. You could have him collecting samurai swords as, as a collectible. I, I think there's a lot of things you can do with it. But if the you're taking... Wolverine, like you're holding the controller and you're like, like that's it. I'm going to be Marvel's Wolverine. <laughs> I'm going to go collect a bunch of swords. Let me like, like. Do you look okay. forward to that? Like, let me put it to you another way. Uh, when you were playing as Batman in the Arkham Asylum, were you interested in collecting like the Riddler trophies and things no, like and that? I never did. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm talking but, to the wrong guy. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. But I understand the way, like the way they set it up in the Arkham games, is that like the Riddler. Like, he's about to commit a crime, and he's hidden the clues, like, to find... No, it's how to find him, right? At least in the later ones, it was how to find him, and all the clues are hidden in all his different trophies. So that's Batman's motivation to find those trophies, because he's a detective. He's going to solve the riddles and solve the case and find the Riddler. Uh, and that's your reward for getting all the Riddler trophies, is that, like, you hear over the comm channel that, like, Batman has secretly, like, let the police know where the Riddler is, and they arrest him, and it's, ah, curse you, bats, etc., like, Wolverine doesn't have any of that. Like, he's not going to have a... Like, what is Sabretooth going to be like? I've stolen 12 of your favorite samurai swords and hidden them throughout the city. Like, Wolverine's just going to stab him. <laughs> I I just think that, that depending on the situation, there's a million different characters who you could do that with. Like, have the Silver Samurai do that. Or there's, like, Ogun, this Japanese demon character who's always a pain in Wolverine's butt. There's this... So a character that I don't really like, but his name is Romulus, and apparently all the feral mutants are tied to him somehow. You could put that plotline in there, although I would, I don't know. I, I'm not into that idea just because I didn't like that storyline, but it's like you sound you exhausted it could be... describing it. <laughs> Imagine okay, well, having to play it. Well, uh, let me put it this way then. Did you enjoy the collectible aspect of Spider-Man? Did you like going around taking the pictures and finding the black cat statues and all that? Yeah, I guess I did. But I, again, I see that as like a friendly neighborhood thing. Like I get that Peter Parker would be like, Oh, Whoa, these are my old web cartridges. And, like it fits for me. I can't see yeah. Wolverine like, ah, oh, this is my yellow costume, bub. I wore this in the early nineties. Wow, I'm so glad I found it here under this dumpster. 
Okay, but would you be like, uh, this was a flower picked by Mariko, oh, the Wait, is this Gambit tragedy. now? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> He's saying her name in the Japanese uh, style, Mariko. I don't know how it sounds. Anyway. I don't, He's, uh, yeah, let's, okay. <laughs> he finds his old uh, fiance's flower. He's going to be melancholy about that. You know, the famous picture of Wolverine from the animated series whole, caressing that picture of Gene. He's a sentimental guy at heart. I just don't. I just. It feels weird to me. I. I. It, it, we're. We're gonna have to agree to disagree. <laughs> it. It seems to me like Wolverine. If he's got a big thing going, that's gonna be priority number one, and he isn't gonna stop to pick flowers, even if they do remind him of Mariko. <laughs> I really think I said her name a lot better than you did. <laughs> I. I guess. I, I guess if she was from New Orleans. Oh my God. Uh, well. Anyway, I'm gonna jump to my number four. I think it's appropriate, yeah. I think so, too. <laughs> uh, and, and I jumped the gun on that one because my number four is him motorcycling around instead of using webbing. But I think there's other aspects you can use. You can you have him improve that vehicle in different ways. Uh, I You could even have Grand Theft Auto aspects where you get new or, or you know, Red Dead Redemption where instead of new horses, you get new motorcycles and soup them up. There's also, because it's an island nation, you could also have boats that you uh, can drive around in different for different missions and maybe to get places faster. I do uh, like vehicle I, I, upgrades. That's a, that's a cool one. <laughs> yeah, I think it can be cool. And uh, I, I, if you, in my version, it's going to be an open world. And I do think having... Uh, different modes of transportation is important because, like I said, he's not going to be web-slinging around and, and he's going to look ridiculous running through a city. Um, but I think the car driving aspect is something that's a regular feature in these kind of open-world games uh, where, be it Saints Row, GTA, or even Mafia or uh, those games, you're always driving around. So I, I, I think that could be interesting. It's not usually a feature of a Wolverine storyline, him driving places, but I think it could be a cool way to make it unique and add another collectible aspect uh, uh, to this. Um, well, don't make it just collectible. Make it like, like, like make it important to the gameplay. Like if there's motorcycle combat, right? Like if some, like if he's mm-hmm. racing down a highway and the whoever they are is come to attack him, like that scene in Kill Bill. Like the faster motorcycle you got, the tougher motorcycle you got. Like maybe you know, he's got like traps on it, like Sebulba or something. Like <laughs> that could really help out. Like that's that's a cool idea. Thank you. Well, you know, look, we we're we're gonna build this game, and and it may not, we'll end up compromising. I think on a lot of this, uh, uh. but yeah, I I think that's a, a fun feature and something that it will will set it apart from other superhero games. You know, I can't think of any other superhero games where you spend a significant at- amount of time driving around or upgrading vehicles. So, I mean, I'm that's... thinking of the, the the Mad Max open world game that was tied sure. into the movie. And like for obvious reasons, a lot of that was upgrading the um what was it called in that game? It was the Magnum Opus, I think was making mm. your car cooler, right? I mean, it's Mad Max, so it's adding spikes to it and grappling hooks and stuff. That <laughs> might be yours. Yeah, exactly. That might be a little much for this. But the idea of the vehicle as also a character, like, that yeah. could work out really well. I, I don't know if there's, like, a, a Marvel villain who it makes sense, like, they'd have particularly vehicle-bound henchmen or anything. Well, uh, uh hmm. 
we'll come back to that. I'm sure there are some, uh, I can think of like, there's like a terrible Spider-Man villain, I think named Big Wheel, but let's, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's not do that. But like Ghost Rider could feature somehow. Um, another thing is like, if you're going to go do undercover patch stuff, maybe you have to make your vehicle be more appropriate for going to high society as opposed to low society, or, or you have to make, get a different uh, vehicle for the job that you're going to do. Or the difference between like a Harley or a crotch rocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So certain, yeah, certain branded types will fit in in different places and certain types will be like, some will be faster, but some will be easier to maneuver. Some will probably be like illegally armed. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, uh, put the, the things on them, like the, the, uh, car, uh, theft anti-theft devices that they have in south africa where like flames shoot out the bottom of them if you try to put the wrong key in or whatever <laughs> is that real i always sort of I think that's real really wow yeah. okay <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay what's your number four uh my number four uh this game has to be rated m for mature uh, this is the video game equivalent of a hard r the <sighs> look spider-man is a fun guy you know, a lot of joking around. Wolverine is not. He What Wolverine does is not very nice. And a lot of Wolverine games, a lot of Wolverine experiences really suffer from this. And I mean, I'm looking at you, 90s X-Men cartoon, where Wolverine would like, he'd pick up a guy and throw him off camera and then pop his claws and like attack a barrel. <laughs> and in your like nine-year-old kid's head, you're like, oh, Wolverine and his claws, so cool. But he never actually uses his claws when he's fighting because there's no way to do that without it being a gore fest. Um, a lot of Wolverine stuff, like it, it, it holds Wolverine back, I think. And I think that like the best Wolverine stories are gritty. Like I'm not just talking. Like it doesn't just have to be like you know like gore and nudity. Like we're not going for like an adult thing just for adults' sake, but to tell a story with the kind of pain, both physical and emotional, that Wolverine is going to be going for. I think this game needs to be made for adults. Uh, for Exhibit A, may I draw your attention to the X Men Origins Wolverine game that came out in 2009? Do you have to? Depending, I mean, look, this was one of the better ones. Okay. Again, I'm going to say there's never been a great Wolverine game, but this one. Is this the one with Mark Hamill doing his voice? I, no, no, this was Hugh Jackman. Oh, um, okay. This one, this one's fun because on the Xbox and the PlayStation, it was either the two or the three, it was released as the Uncaged Edition, which was rated M. And then on like Nintendo, it was just regular Origins. And the difference in the game and the difference in the story were noticeable. And a lot of the times this game gets, like they get reviewed as two separate games, the Uncaged Edition <laughs> and the good one. Or, sorry, the other way around. Regular edition and the uncaged one, which was the good one. And, I mean, at its basics, it's like, yeah, if Wolverine is going to stab somebody with his adamantium claws, they're going to bleed. And, like, as a video game developer, if you don't have that M, you have two options. You have either don't put the claws in the game, and then what's the point? Or you just create this, like, it just breaks the immersion. Like, you just have Wolverine swiping at guys with claws, and there's just that, like, cartoony light effect to show people are getting hit, and then they fall down. Like, that could work, I guess, for an X-Men game with Wolverine in it. But I think that Wolverine 
since the focus is on him and things are never going well for him, this is going to be dark, it's going to be gritty, people are going to have to be able to get hurt. I have very mixed feelings about this. I I definitely see where you're coming from, and I do think that is a viable option for the game, but I am kind of tired of superhero stuff being exclusively adult when it's inherently a genre that was originally designed to entertain children, and and I just... I don't like it when it takes itself too seriously. I, I, even then I'm on the fence about that, because I do like that. I do like stories like Watchmen or whatever, when the subject matter is taken very seriously. But I like those as being as being a part of it and like an enjoyable part of it, but I want the main focus and especially the most mainstream entries in the canon to be things that can be enjoyed by anyone. And I understand Wolverine's a guy who has claws and is inherently a murderer on some level, but he also debuted in a comic that was designed for children. And, and I think he, he should be accessible to to that audience whenever possible and i know that's further and further from reality these days especially with modern portrayals of the character and i know that we've already got characters like deadpool and punisher that have had very hard m for mature video games um i'm just i'm just conflicted i understand your conflict because i get it too if you know if i was 13 my mom wouldn't let me buy, buy this game because it was M for Mature, and it would kill me not being able to play this game. I mean, I would go to Jonah Flynn's house and play it there, but... <laughs> Throw him under the bus. Oh, it's fine. I haven't seen him in years. <laughs> hey, Jonah, if you're out there, I hope you're okay. Um, but, like, the... Like, like God, I mean, and maybe this is being a little bit too fanny, but, like, Spider-Man, that video game is such a wonderful Spider-Man. And I think we'll come back to that a little bit later. But, like, I mean, just the performance of the character, like, I have rank it up there when people are talking about who's the best Spider-Man. I mean, it is Tom Holland. But when they're saying, like, Tom Holland or Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield, I'm also thinking, man, did you guys play Spider-Man the way Yuri Lowenthal does Spider-Man? Like, that is the that is a very close to quintessential Spider-Man experience. I want that to translate into this to be the quintessential Wolverine experience. And that doesn't mean, like, he doesn't have to eviscerate anybody. He doesn't have to rip someone's heart out and eat it or anything. But it has to be able to deal with adult themes. Uh, maybe another good one to look at is Ghosts of Tsushima. Mm. It's the the Samurai game. Is that, I think that was a few Game of the Years just last year for PS4. It just got its PS5 upgrade. It's rated M for Mature. There's There's no nudity. And there's like yeah, like yeah, you see an arm come off every once in a while. There's one very dramatic moment that has a decapitation, but <laughs> but it's a family friendly decapitation. Well, no, but what I'm saying is that, but the reason it's M for mature is because like it's not just because like look blood. It's because it's dealing with grown up stuff. Like a lot of the mature is like the, is based around like the horrors of war kind of thing. Plus, yeah, really I, good, like, emotional upsets. Great game. If you haven't played Tsushima, go do that. It's brilliant. But anyway, I'm saying, like, that kind of gravitas. I mean, the difference between X-Men Origins, the movie, and Logan, the movie. 
right? Right. That, that's the difference between the two. Logan, yeah, it 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 does have one like really awkward placed bit of nudity and some gore, but it's mostly the themes. It's mostly just that it's a grown up story, and like that is that's what I'm looking for. I I do think the other thing to uh, like just as you were saying that uh, it's it's a fine line right like the the Batman Arkham games are M I believe aren't they and in my experience it's a very immature mature like they it, they the reason it's an M is because of awkward swearing and awkward sexualization of characters and it feels like the games were written at least to me, I know they're very popular games and they're well done and I enjoy playing them. They're, they're fun to play, but the stories feel like they were written by 14 year olds who just found the HBO channel and think that swearing and, and being crude is, is how, is what adults like. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's very much the Zack Snyder's like, like they, <laughs> let's make it as dark and gritty as possible because so dark trouble. is awesome. <laughs> Um, I get that. Yeah, like, it can be done wrong. I mean, like, you know, Saw has such a crazy rating. Like, it's not because like it, it's just, like the only reason it does is because they just had to import probably something like thirty gallons of fake blood to film those movies. Um, that's not fair. The first one is kind of okay. Rest of them though. <laughs> So I know what you're saying. It has to be done well. And yeah, I'm not saying like this game doesn't have to have a feature where I can dismember somebody, but it does have to, like, it can't be held back by only being able to say the F word once. Well, I I believe it has been confirmed that it will be a mature rated game. So you got that wish. Oh, I had no idea. But hey, good for me. There we go. See, just like how I did the Madripoor stuff by accident. Yeah. Okay. Great minds <laughs> thinking alike so far then. Okay, so uh, should I move on to my number three? Let's do it. I want to bring Alpha Flight in. I don't think the <laughs> X-Men should be in this. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was... Okay. No, that's yeah, fair. But... So you've got some explaining to do. I will let you talk. <laughs> so Alpha Flight is the, the kind of the Canadian version of the Avengers. They're a uh, government-sanctioned superhero team, and... It was retconned that Wolverine was meant to be their leader and uh, part of that team, but he left Canada to join the X-Men instead, and the team was kind of left in the lurch. And there's an early issue in the Claremont run with uh, John Byrne when, when Alpha Flight comes to collect Wolverine and bring him back to the, you know, the government invested a lot of money in him and, and by God, Pierre Trudeau is going to have his uh, Weapon X back on the team. So... I don't think we need to go quite that hard on it, and I think it would be interesting if this game took place completely outside of the the X Men. Like they, I don't know if he's this is before he joins the X Men or if he's just taking a sabbatical from the team. But I want this because this has its own continuity, just like the Spider Man game has its own continuity, uh, separate from what happens in the comic books and the movies. I want this to be the moment where Alpha Flight tries to capture him, and maybe there's a big fight scene. Maybe there's uh, that's that's an early mission in the game, and he kind of 
ends up convincing them to stick around and help him with whatever he's doing. And then you get the different members of Alpha Flight who contribute in different ways. Like you could have uh, Puck stay at the bar. Puck is this because it's a you know a Canadian team. So, of course, there's a member of the team whose name is Puck. And no, he's not named after the Shakespearean character. He's named after a hockey puck. He wears a black leotard. He's a little person. And he goes cartwheeling around and kicks people and... He's 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 a unique character. So but I, just, have him I be- want you to picture like so like you're the head of Insomniac Games and I'm the head of like Sony Interactive Publishing. Uh-huh. And I'm so and I'm looking I'm reviewing your documents for the story bible and I'm saying so there's no X-Men and this is a little person who dresses up in a black leotard and cartwheels around like he is a hockey puck. Now, you're missing the big point. He has a big P on his chest to let you know that his name is Puck. It's it's important detail, but go on. No, no, please. Like, I, like... <laughs> uh, listen, Canadians will eat it up. There's, there's what, like 60 million Canadians? Every one of them is going to buy this game for this Alpha it's Flight cameo. Like 30 million. There's like 30 million Canadians. They're, they'll eat it up. That's 30 million sales. Okay, who else is on okay. Alpha Flights? <laughs> you also have Sasquatch, again, Canada. Ugh. So he's he has sort of been made a member of the, the Hulk continuity, too, these days. He's a super scientist like Bruce Banner, and they had worked together on Gamma stuff, but he ends up becoming the Sasquatch. He's, his name is Walter Lankowski, and he, he transforms into the, to a giant orange beast man but he retains his intelligence in that mode most of the time and he can control when he transforms but you have him be the tech guy who's helping him out you can also if you need to fly somewhere you could have the uh twins aurora and north star fly him around to places you know carry him under their arms i i think it's it's a cool thing to have because he's wolverine is is more uh he he needs more help to do things than Spider-Man does in, in some ways. Like Wolverine is more noticeable. He's he's more he's he's uh, you know, he's a guy who has a hard time going undercover. He's got a very distinct look. So he's going to need more help doing things. He's not very technically apt. He's not very couth and he can't fly. So you have all these people around to help him do his missions. That's my plan for for the Alpha Flight. You also have Shaman and Snowbird who can do more mystical stuff for those kind of missions. I mean, I'm all for supporting cast, right? Like, establishing that this is part of a larger world that's full of superheroes. Like, that's something that they did really well in Spider-Man. Totally should be here, too. The fact that you've chosen Alpha Flight and you've deliberately done it and said it at the expense of the X-Men. Like, instead of having Gambit show up, you know? Mm -hmm. Instead of having a hostile Cyclops show up. Okay, here's here's my uh, my counter to that. There are so many villains in the first Spider-Man game. There's so many people you encounter and so many uh, story threads that are introduced that by the end of it, you were kind of like, wow, I hope they do a sequel, but I have no idea what's left in the can for it. Of course they saved Venom, because you gotta have a whole Venom game uh, come out. Not that this will be the first time they've done Spider-Man and Venom in a video game setting. But if you don't do any X-Men stuff in this one, that leaves them wide open for the sequel. Okay, alright, okay. Okay, so then, alright, so you want to leave X-Men for the sequel. And then Alpha Flight, because they have sort of a shared history. And because you want your CanCon? 
Yeah, of course I want my CanCon, you know? Anytime an Alpha Flight book comes out, it's a it's an event. Is it, though? <laughs> Listen, you don't know the Canadian comic book nerds like I do. We love any Alpha Flight content. Okay, okay. I, um... As somebody <laughs> playing this game, I'm going to be playing this, and I'm going to be going, who the heck is Sasquatch? But, I mean, that will become be... clear very quickly. Yeah, it'll, yeah, no, I think it sort of explains itself, frankly, that one in particular. Um, but, like, they've Puck, taken Puck characters I've never it. heard of and developed them in these games before. So, like, I can, I can trust them with that. That's, uh, it's ballsy, though. It's ballsy. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm bringing to the table. Um, uh, nothing but ballsy. Okay. What is your number three? Less ballsy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, although uh, the same track as you with a supporting cast, um, I think a great part of Spider-Man was like the big role that MJ played. You know, the big role like there's like like the, heck Miles even the way it's gone out like through the expansion. So Wolverine is going to need characters, maybe not like a second player, but he's going to need characters to play off of. And in Wolverine's case, that almost always means. And again, it sounds creepy when you put it this way, but one of the many teenage girls that he's tutored over his years. Uh, and I think the best way to do that, especially in the world I'm thinking of where we're like we're definitely doing with grown-up themes, is to bring X-23 into this. Okay, well, I, I know we're doing the dueling list thing, but I will let you continue, but X-23 is part of my number two. So you do your bit, and then we can jump over to my interpretation. Okay, so X-23, Loric Inny. Uh, created for the the X-Men Evolution uh, television series in the early 2000s, but probably best known to everyone now because of the Logan movie, where she was played by Daphne Keene as a little girl. Um, she's a short, short version, which is fine. She's Wolverine's daughter, basically. Has very similar power set and very similar... Tra- well, also a traumatic past. I think what this is going to add to it is... You know, Wolverine has that, like, we've referred to it a lot. He has that line that he's the best he is at what he does, and what he does isn't very nice. But actually, he's kind of nice. You know? Yeah, like that's he's yeah. a sweetheart. Yeah, X-23, especially when she's like you know, earlier in her character arcs, whenever she's introduced, is not very nice. And X-23 has a lot to learn from Wolverine. And I think that sort of father and wild daughter relationship like the like a a much more mature interpretation of a sort of Anakin and Ahsoka thing I think that adds a lot to this game Um, I also think it's a cool way to introduce a second playable character who would probably handle a lot differently than playing as Wolverine again probably like in Spider-Man with the MJ sequences probably not like choose your character but like there will be sequences where you have to control X-23 and sort of shake up the gameplay, give you a little bit more to do. But it's also going to be not exactly a morality thing. Not as, like, the way I see it, like, it's not as clear-cut as Mass Effect, where it's, you know, pick the option, either, like, hug the orphan or punch the guy in the face. But where, you know, X-23 is going to say, well, let's just kill them and set their building on fire. And Wolverine's going to say, like, well, I'm, I mean, I am probably going to kill him, but let's hear him out first. And there might be, like, innocent people in that building. So just, you know, turn it down a notch. I think that kind of relationship, like, like X-23 will be Jack from Mass Effect 2. And Wolverine will be, you know, seeing sort of himself through a mirror darkly in her. And that relationship will be really interesting to explore. 
I <clears throat> I really like that. Um, I am going to add a further complication to it, though. In the comic books, he's got X-23, who is is uh, a, a clone daughter of his, basically. And he also has a biological son named Dakin or Dawkin. I don't know. Oh, I don't know yeah. that I've ever heard it. I don't know that I've ever heard it said out loud. But uh, you have... I want to have both of the characters in the game. And he's mentoring both of them, kind of. He's, like, come in contact with, with both of them. And he's trying to show them the way. And the morality play there will be... They start off sort of equally feral, and he's trying to set them on the right path, trying to sort of uh, make them more palatable and, and more uh, psychologically healthy, maybe, uh, as best as Wolverine can manage, something like that. Mm. But he it works with Laura, it works with X-23, who, you know, in the comics eventually became a replacement Wolverine. But it doesn't stick with Dokken, and, and the one of the final fights, if not the final fight, will be... X-23 and Wolverine having to face off against uh, Dokken. And uh, I think that will add a more, a, a lot of pathos to it, pathos, you know, have that the family dynamic of the three of them getting torn apart because Dakin just can't quite find the good. He's, he's too, he feels too abandoned and he's too lost and he's too amoral at this point to, to do the right thing. Interesting. That's, that's tricky to... It's not, or sorry, that's that's the wrong word. It's not that's tricky. Like it's it's a fun place to put the character. He's in a tricky situation. Like it's it's sort of parental favoritism in a way. But and that's sort of that's sort of true to the comics too, right? Like Dakin usually turns out to be like he doesn't become a good guy very often, right? Do I have that right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's usually pretty villainous. He, he was in a comic. So at one point, the Avengers were taken over by Norman Osborn and he replaced all of the the heroes with kind of villainous versions and he Dakin was the replacement uh, Wolverine he was Dark Wolverine he even got a Dark Wolverine comic book and as, as you know Wolverine isn't exactly sunshine and flowers at the best of times so imagine what a Dark Wolverine is and that's that's Dakin for you Right. Okay. Interesting. Oh, that's you know what that reminds me of. You know what's great. I don't know if you've played Kotor two, a Knights of the Old Republic two lately. Um, Star Wars game uh, takeoff. Like Kotor itself, great game. Kotor two, not so much. But it's a it's a role playing game where you always have you know, your squad mates with you, and there's just no way to impress everyone. So like you might do an action, and it's like well. Teammate number A was impressed by what you did, and teammate number B like thinks you're an idiot and shouldn't have done that. And there's a constant tug of war between the two. I like having them both there, and then maybe depending on what you do or what decisions you make, like it appeals more to one than the other. Right. Yeah. Maybe there's only so far you can push that because you don't want to end up with like a light side, dark side ending. Like that kind of setup would be pretty stupid for Wolverine. Like he's going to end up still being the the mean guy but with a heart of gold. But the idea of like as you go through the game and you know you, you can impress one kid and sort of let down another and have that evolve until Dakin ends up defecting and joining whoever it is. I don't know, it'd probably be Sabretooth or Striker or one of those guys. But uh, like having that evolve over the course of the game, that tugs at some some parent heartstrings right there. Yeah, and I, I you know Wolverine can never win, right? Like Wolverine's no matter what he does. Things never work out in his personal life, and in this case, he'll he'll have his daughter at his side, so or his like quote unquote daughter at his side. So that's that's a win, but it's at this great cost, where his his son is 
is at his throat and wants to kill him. Right, and that's not going to work out either, right? Like, either Wolverine will defeat Dakin and Laura will be horrified and turn against him, or she'll, like, go too hard on him and Wolverine will criticize her. And, like, either like either way, this family isn't ending up in a happy place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which again, I feel like circles back to my point about the M for mature. Like, like you're going to have to explore this in such a way that, like, it might not pass a T for teen rating. I mean, but, maybe, but there's there's been plenty of excellent, very mature films that were rated PG, so I don't think the rating necessarily has to influence the content. Maybe not, but I just... Like, I, I don't see Dakin stopping because you lowered his health bar and have a conversation. Like, <laughs> someone has to break his arm or something, you know? And I mean, Which I guess is tricky, too, because they all have healing factors, so whatever the equivalent of that is. Yeah. Do you want? Should we jump over to your number two? Ah, uh, sure. Yeah, the um, you're definitely in supporting cast territory. Uh, my number two is a slightly different direction, but uh, I think this game has to have Hulk in it. Interesting. Yep. The, I mean, in ter- well, here we'll start with a history. Like Wolverine started mm. off as a Hulk antagonist. You know, it was what was this Hulk versus the Wendigo? And then <laughs> Wolverine showed up. Yeah, uh, Hulk wandered up into Quebec and was fighting Wendigo, and Wolverine intervenes. First appearance. Yeah. Formative moment for both of them, really. And I think in The Incredible Hulk, like they, they end up doing that a couple of times. Um, but the key is that both these characters are almost invincible. Both of these characters are both very easily provoked to anger, and they have this this history behind them. You know, which is especially complicated as you know, Wolverine is trying to become a better guy and get along with Banner, but like you know, feral Wolverine and the Hulk just hate each other. <laughs> like there's there's a, a history of violence. So I think there's a lot. Like this is not the A plot. It can't be. Maybe it's not even the B plot. But I think the Hulk is in here, and there are several times where playing as Wolverine, you have to fight a rampaging Hulk for whatever reason. Can, and, can I can I ask? Can I make a suggestion? Okay. One of the recurring things with the Hulk is that he's got a got different flavors of personality depending on the era he's from. So you can have like have him fight the Hulk in three different modes, maybe like Gray Hulk, where he's more of a gangster and can talk, and then maybe have him do a fight a rampaging Hulk, and then maybe at the end have him fight a Bruce Banner minded Hulk. You know, where where it's Banner's mind and Hulk's body. That could work out really well for story, and I'm not poo pooing it. But oh, listen, man. but listen to what I've got first. In fact, this might even work better with a little bit of what you're proposing with the open world. Picture the the big open world. It's this island city of Madripoor. It's it's sort of the anti Spider Man New York, right? Everything's sort of well, there's high town, but most of it is slums and falling apart. And you're driving your motorcycle through the city, doing your business, and then the Hulk is a random event. Like <laughs> oh man, like the, and what you have is these nearly two invincible characters and a perfectly destructible city, like. That like from that really terrible Superman movie that uh, with Henry Cavill, right? Where they're just throwing each other through buildings. My and God, you're really over. gonna piss off the Snyder fans tonight. Oh, aren't bring you? it on, Snyder fans! <laughs> oh 
oh no, I don't want that. <laughs> but like that kind of idea where you're in this city where like entire buildings can be knocked over. You're doing whatever it is. You've got a main plot line. You've got like you're on the phone with Laura. She's worried about Dakin. And then all of a sudden, ah, crap, Hulk event. And the Hulk comes smashing like out of the road or through a building. And you have this melee with the Hulk until you're able to drive him off. But everything around you... I mean, like, the Hulk it's, can pick up cars and throw them at you. It can pick up chunks of buildings and smash you with it. Meanwhile, you're just, you know, you're doing, like, you know that Wolverine, what is it, the fastball special where somebody throws him? <laughs> like, yeah. it's crashing through stuff. Like, this big, destructible world, and every once in a while, there's basically a little kaiju fight in it, is what I'm picturing. And it can't just be that. It's got to have some story things. So maybe there's a little bit to what you're proposing, too. Like, like what? why is Hulk in Madripoor? Maybe Banner has something going on in Madripoor, and it ties into the A-plot somehow. But he can't control the Hulk while he's there, because it's a den of sin and stuff, and it sets him off. I, look, I got the perfect reason for him to be there. He needs another gamma radiation expert, and who better to go to than Sasquatch? Is that a real thing? Is Sasquatch a gamma radiation <laughs> expert? Or is he just a generic? Actually, yes, he is. He's been a feature in the recent very good uh, sort of horror-tinged Immortal Hulk series. <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay. You know what? I mean, all those pieces do come together. I'm oh, s- I'm going to make you an Alpha Flight fan if it's the last <laughs> thing I do. <laughs> Okay, I mean, that does work, so that's tying it together, and, and and that's also a fun story thing you can do, because Sasquatch has no trouble choosing when he transforms, and Hulk just shows up randomly, and I bet that makes it weird for when, you know, Banner and Sa- human form Sasquatch are talking, and it's, there's some awkwardness there, but I I want the Hulk in there because he's a part of Wolverine's history, and vice versa. And I want the Hulk in there because he's a Hulk and he's great. But from a gameplay perspective, you know, to have these big, maybe set pieces is the wrong term because I picture it being random, but to have big destruction around these two guys. I mean, what a great way to empower the player, to make them feel like a super cool badass, to fight the Hulk like through a building. You know, that's great. But just what a cool, like that would be a selling point to the game for me. It's just like at any time, giant hulk fight you never know and just these this really awesome destructible environment that you're a part of i just i'm 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 like i'm thirsty for it like that sounds like something i would see on tv as a commercial i'd say oh i have to play that that looks awesome (laughs) i i i mean i'm not uh the video game expert that you are but i can't think of a time where we've had a proper wolverine hulk fight in a video game other than like straight up fighting games yeah marvel like, versus capcom that kind of jazz like I, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so, no nothing quite like what i'm picturing here like, like the i'm just gonna repeat the same point over and over doesn't matter i like that as an instance that's it's a really so, cool thing to add to the game does the fight end when like you've beaten him up enough that his health bar goes down and he turns back into the banner into the banner into Bruce Banner into the banner? Like yeah, he you drive into puny yeah. banner. You're able you're able to like weaken him up and Wolverine shouts at him, "Er, banner, you got to get this under control, bub." And, <laughs> and Hulk, you know, oh. leaps away and or you know whatever it is, but like you drive him off. 
And maybe right. like there's a like, oh, and maybe there's a trophy or something for like you know drive Hulk off before he causes too much damage or mm. something like mm, that. I like that. Yeah, you know, it like, gives you something a little bit extra to look out for. I, I mean, the traditional option would be like like what you could do is you could drive Hulk into that gas main and blow him up, and that would end the fight in a hurry. But it would destroy this building, and all these people would have nowhere to live. So what are you going to do, Wolverine? What's the decision? You know, that kind of thing that could be in there. Yeah, all right. I I uh, I like it. I like it. I I think I need to see it in action a bit. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. Awesome. Okay, that's my number two. Hulk. I think would be great. Okay, my number one is I I think it's an integral part of every superhero game, and it's the thing that draws me to them the most. And so it's got to be here in in abundance. Is it? Is it costumes? costumes. It's costumes. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, though. <laughs> oh yeah, man! I'm telling you, that is like I, as much as I love the Spider-Man game, I really my favorite part was unlocking new costumes and seeing what all the costumes were. I think I did my best to avoid spoiling what the costumes would be, so I could just appreciate them as they became unlocked. And uh, they are so fun. And and the problem with Wolverine is, uh, even though he's a character who's been around for fifty years at this point and has appeared in so many comic books i really don't think he has that many iconic outfits not in nearly the same way that spider-man does but i did pick out some some classics that have to be there if you'll indulge me will you indulge please, me please so you gotta have the classic kitty cat mask one the his first appearance where he had the shorter ears and the whiskers it's adorable uh, but all right, <laughs> I think I'm probably the only one that calls it the kitty cat mask, but it is uh, it, it does make it sound a lot cuter. And it is uh, you could have the X-Force one when he's uh, undercover, where instead of the garish blue and, and uh, yellow, it's uh, black and gray. And he's got these red eyes because he's all stealthy. You got to have the classic blue and gold, the more modern, astonishing X-Men one. You could have Weapon X, have him, you know, it, with the Spider-Man game, there are a few costume options there where you're like, I don't understand how this works in the reality of this world, but I love having the option. So do Weapon X, where he's just running around in his underwear with a big helmet on his head, like how he looked when he first got his adamantium uh, I, I do see that, that, like, that art of him a lot. Like, yeah. I will grant you, like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense in this context, but if you're just picking picking outfits because they're cool, it seems like a lot of people are into that look. Yeah. Uh, another option would be, like, recently he, he returned to the Fantastic Four and got a proper Fantastic Four outfit, which is pretty much a traditional Fantastic Four, or a traditional Wolverine costume just in shades of blue, but that's an option. Uh, there's a, a, a costume that he got when they first fought the Shi'ar Imperial Guard in the early days of the Claremont run called Fang, where he, he like beat up this member of the Imperial Guard and stole his clothes and wore it for like three issues. But that's a classic look. He was uh, a, a horseman of apocalypse named Death for a little while. So he had this weird um, head wrap around his face to hide his identity because it was a big surprise. But that's a look you could use, and probably my favorite would be the Age of Apocalypse version, because uh, I love that storyline. Have him, I don't know, I, I don't know if you could do the only 
one hand thing because that would kind of break some of the combat in it, maybe. But it's a cool look. His hair is even bigger and more wild. He's got this sleeveless thing, and he's he's missing one hand. It's got this metal cap over it. Uh, Cyclops blasted his hand off, and so he's he's stuck one-handed, but he's he's a pretty cool character nonetheless. I could keep going. I have a full list, but... Uh, <laughs> this is what you spent the I'll majority of your there. research time on, wasn't it? <laughs> Well, I don't want to say majority, but uh, more than its fair share. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so let me ask. I love costumes. Let me ask, and this isn't coming. I mean, this is coming from a place of I do sort of get it. I really do. But I just I want to try and lay it out because I don't think I've ever really put a name to it. Like trying to figure out exactly what the appeal is. To seeing like, oh, I can play the game where he's wearing that costume from that storyline I really liked. I mean, certainly in some cases, it's just like, oh, that looks cool. It's like choosing your favorite Starfleet uniform. But is it also, like, is it sort of a nostalgia thing? or Like, like does it make you think of that storyline and you think well on it? Or is it like that it would be, like, you think it would be appropriate for the character to be wearing it at the time? I'm... I'm trying to get to the psychology underneath why this is <laughs> is like such a thing. I think it, it is partly because of um, it, it's all of that. It's the aesthetics of it. I think they a lot of them look really neat, but it's also nostalgia attached to the different stories where that outfit was in, an important feature. And so I like seeing them, and it reminds me of the my you know some of the favorite storylines of the comics, and it's also a way. To, in a purely cosmetic way, change up the game for me. So it's it it's less not tedious, but it just is a a spark of change. And and I really enjoyed that in the Spider-Man game. Every few days of playing it, I would end up changing my costume just to have a different look. And I really enjoyed unlocking the costumes that would propel me to do different uh, uh, missions and get collect different things because you need different things to unlock different costumes and I wanted to see them all and have as many of them as I could so it was it, it, it was a way to keep me engaged in the game longer and um, one of my problems with the more linear storytelling uh, style games is that they can get a little repetitive especially with a character like Wolverine who's just stabbing and slashing and having different outfits and having different missions to collect the outfits is a way to put some variety in there and keep it fresh. And that all sounds right, and I'm not immune to it. I mean, I'm thinking in games like like the like Mortal Kombat, like where like a good example is in the new one where it's late in the timeline, and a lot of the characters from the the earlier games are basically evil zombies now. Uh, so they have the gray skin and the glowing evil eyes. And a big motivation for me is I wanted to get, like, you could unlock their classic looks. It's like, mm. when, I, when I play as Liu Kang, I want him to look like Liu Kang, not as this dumb zombie. I want him to be, like, my hero. <laughs> so I, I get it. I played, a lot of the time I played Mortal Kombat, it was to, like, unlock, like, oh, I want that face mask. Like, that's the right mask that that character should be wearing. But I still, yeah. at the end of the day, Day, I just it feels like such a strange thing to have on the back of the box, you know. Like not that video games, are, but well, I guess they do. But I haven't been to a brick and mortar store in a long time. <laughs> but you know, Marvel's Wolverine featuring thirty costumes, like 
that does kind of excite me, but I feel like it shouldn't. <laughs> like, I still feel like I don't have a great handle on it. Um, you know, I don't... I, I You're right. Like, if, logically, it doesn't make sense. It's purely cosmetic. It doesn't change the game at all. And yet, half the appeal to me of these superhero games is being able to unlock the different looks and, and having them the characters play with each other in different looks and and i don't know it doesn't make sense i would i would rather you stop making me think about it because (laughs) the more i think about it the more trouble i'm having but i really like it and i want to continue enjoying it okay i um in the spirit of the dueling lists i gotta say like that that would not be my number one Well, at least we, we're like, not going to rehash it. Right overall, now, the the game design choices and like <laughs> characters we've talked about coming into this, I wouldn't have put costumes at number one. But I do feel what you're feeling, even if I'm having trouble explaining it. Okay. What is your number one? My number one. I don't. I don't know how you're going to react to this. This game is being made by Insomniac Games, who made 2018 Spider-Man, which is one of the greatest games on the, of the PS4. It may be the best superhero game of all time. And Spider-Man and Wolverine have teamed up fairly often in the comics, and their relationship is hilarious. I don't see any reason why Spider-Man shouldn't be in this game as part of the story. Okay. I'm hearing you out. These two characters have such a weird bond. Like, the the annoying, quippy kid and the brooding, moody, you know, not-nice adult... At their best, when they're portrayed in the comics, are sort of weird buddies. There's a lot of really cool bits to it. Now, in terms of pure, like, for the purposes of the story, this is for another point of view character for for Wolverine to reflect, right? Peter Parker is going to be the one doing, like, you know, Logan, maybe you should stop stabbing all these people. You know, it's, that's probably not the right thing to do. Like, it's going to be that kind of thing. But the relationship between the two, like, Wolverine spends a lot of time annoying Peter by openly ruminating on why Mary Jane would ever be with him. (laughs) Which is especially fun, because we all know that Wolverine has that redheads thing. Mm -hmm. But there's, like, I don't know the issue. Maybe you do. I'm not going to put you on the spot. There's a lot of comic books. But there's an issue where, like, Wolverine basically, he, like... You know, it's Spider-Man, there's an emergency, come help me. And it turns out, like, Wolverine wants someone to hang out with on his birthday. And he picks <laughs> Spider-Man, of all people. And, and Peter says, like, you know, why me? Why not, like, the X-Men? And, the like, the, the, if he, he gives him a... a he, he, he's pretty eloquent about it, but the end of the conversation is, is Wolverine says to him, you're a good guy and dumb enough to think I am too. <laughs> And the message Adorable. is that, like, the X-Men all sort of know him at this point. They expect that his, you know, any celebration for him is going to involve heavy drinking and brooding and moodiness. But Peter Parker's optimism kind of appeals to him in a way. There's a sort of freedom to Peter Parker that Logan has never had. 
that he really respects. And there's all this, like, and they have that kind of thing. There's, there's an arc after Captain America dies. There's the whole thing where Peter Parker's devastated because it's like losing a, you know, like a father figure, kind of someone he respects. And Wolverine is keeping him company and sort of like, you know, consoling him. And he's terrible at it. Because he doesn't know how to console people, he tells Peter, he tells Spider-Man the story. You know, like we didn't even want you on the Avengers, but Captain America stood up for you. Like he really believed in you. And Spider-Man's, you weren't with the Avengers when I joined the Avengers. You just made that up. <laughs> Wolverine's, yeah, but but you know, but you're a good guy and make you feel better and stuff. Like they they back each other in a kind of way that I I find very entertaining. Um, it can be heartfelt, it can be emotional, uh, it can also be quipping back and, well, quips from Spider-Man and just curse words from Wolverine, you know, as they get on each other's nerves. But I really like that. I feel like that's a really Marvel kind of relationship, especially with the way, you know, like the MCU is going right now, where everyone's just a little quippy, no matter who, no matter which character it is, everybody's just a little, you know, bit of a smart yeah. mouth. I think that will, like, to translate that into this game, I think that's the opportunity for that to work. And for Peter Parker to sort of be like the angel on the shoulder. I think that that works out really well. And again, these guys know how to do Spider-Man. They've proven they can do Spider-Man. There's no reason not to do it. That's fair. That's fair. I think that's a, an interesting take. Personally, I prefer it when they are a little more antagonistic with each other. Like, I, I'm, I sort of flash back to... The first uh, um, interactions between them, which weirdly were in Germany, I believe, in a Wolverine Spider-Man crossover graphic novel, and uh, like Wolverine almost kills Spider-Man in that in their first fight, and he never in in that issue anyway never really warms up to Spider-Man, and it, it I think later on they have a grudging respect and friendship with each other, but I kind of like it where where Wolverine is this grizzled old guy who doesn't get why this adult is acting like a kid and is making all these jokes. That is a perspective that I enjoy and, and something that we don't usually see with Spider-Man and, and another superhero. So I like that take on it, and there's a great uh, Ultimate Comics issue where Wolverine and uh, Spider-Man do a body swap, and Wolverine is in Teenage Peter Parker's body, and that's a great issue, and I think... Again, it's it's that much more entertaining because they don't actually like each other, so they kind of screw with each other's lives a little bit while they're they're stuck. I mean, I think separated. Like, I think that works too. I mean, the the perfect version of this is probably a little of both, right? Right. It's, it's probably antagonism with a deeply buried affection. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's cool, and I, you know that is their flagship character, and because of the success of that game, Spider Man is being added to the Avengers game on the PS4, and, and just because they love that character and and uh, they know it'll sell copies, so having him cameo in this is a is a good move. And they I, really really like want to sell copies of the Avengers. That game, I don't know how good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we're getting them over to Madripoor. I how not. There's another spider guy there. Maybe he's there with Bruce Banner. He's working on a science thing. Especially if it's the Spider-Man from the Insomniac Games. Because remember, an interesting choice they made is that this isn't young, just getting established Spider-Man. This is, I've been Spider-Man for eight years. I've got the superhero thing under my belt. There's, you know, there's no problem here. Uh, Right. 
to the more grown-up Spider-Man, as it were. Which, frankly, a relief. Like, let's get away from the origin stories, people. We all know who Spider-Man is at this point. Um, True. Yeah, any number of reasons to get him over there. Like, up to and including, he heard that, you know, Wolverine was in trouble and the X-Men couldn't come help. Uh, so, you know, so I showed up. Ha-ha! And Wolverine's like, oh, boy. Uh, great. Uh, uh, you would have rather seen Cyclops. Uh, all that jazz. Uh, I think that would be really cool. And it would mean that maybe we could also get Wolverine back in Spider-Man 2 if we're creating like an Insomniac Games mm. shared universe. But that's a whole other do, kettle of fish. Do we know which is coming first? I don't think we do. Um, okay. I, I, it's at the point, like for both of these, like, even if release dates have been announced, there's no reason to believe in them. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're both in development simultaneously. So. All right, well, I mean, all the better to tie them to together some way. Right, take what you will from that. Just a cool thought. So that was uh, so that's my number one. It's uh, it's a little more intense than costumes, but hey, if Spider Man's <laughs> in this game, you can get some Spider Man costumes too. So, oh yes, there you go. Yeah, get the Iron Spider in there, or the the Ben Riley Spider. <laughs> Lots of fun stuff to play with. In any case, <laughs> there uh, like, we we could keep going. Um, but if, like, but yeah, here's a good way to, f- to fish it out. It's like, if there are costumes that you can think of that you'd like to see <laughs> at Wolverine, uh, no, 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 that's that. Um, look, that's a, that's our dueling list. Marvel's Wolverine. It's not going to be out for a while, um, but those are our ideas on how it's going to work. Um, if you agree, if you disagree, if there's some other stuff that you think we haven't considered, if you think it needs to have an online battle arena, or if you think it needs to have like forts. I don't know, do people still build the forts in Fortnite? I think it's just the arena now. I don't know. Whatever it is Gen Z is up to these days, uh, <laughs> we'd love to hear about it because this game is going to be occupying a lot of our headspace for the foreseeable future. Um, Graham, how can they get those suggestions to us? Please email us at geektop5 at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash geektop5, and we're on Twitter at geektop5. You can also rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and that stuff always helps us out. You can also comment on our website, geektop5.com. That feedback, always appreciated. Those ratings and reviews, hugely helpful to us. Figure out sort of where the show's being listened to, how it's being received, how we can change it in the future. Um, Would love if you can send it, but even if you can't, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of the Geek Top 5 community. We always have a blast doing this, uh, doing it for you, and we're glad that you enjoy it too. Uh, while we're giving out thanks, uh, also would be remiss not to mention Oliver Wickham, the guy behind our theme song, uh, awesome music producer. He's got a bunch of stuff up on Spotify that you should totally check out. Give it a listen while you are reading up on Marvel's Wolverine, uh, coming hopefully soon, not for a few years, but man, are we going to be thinking about it in the meantime. Uh, if you haven't played it, Spider-Man is available for PS4 and PS5. It is phenomenal. It is one of the best superhero games you'll ever play. Um, plenty of game enough in there to keep you busy until we get a chance to do this again. Uh, until then, I'm Jesse. I'm Graham. And this has been Geek Top 5. We'll talk to you again next week.